Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm great. July, I'm always great, no matter what's going on. July is is my zone. So good. How about you? I'm good. good. It's finally not like scorching out. So I can like sit in rooms with windows open and it's not insane. Like, I mean, I can have my air conditioning on and it'll actually go to the number that I've set it to instead of like five degrees higher than the number I've set it to. Nice. I know. It feels really good. I don't feel heat. It's just how my body works. Like people around me are sweating. I sweat, but like it's like a little glow. It's not like a drip. And like people around me are like, aren't you hot? I'm like, eh. It's like I'm, whenever I've been getting my temperature done, like when I go to the gym, they do an outdoor thing and they take my temperature every day. They're like, wow, you read low. I'm like, I know. I was like, it's just my homeostasis temperature like registers low. So I'm, I'm hot. I'm usually okay. Like I don't get sweaty. I don't that. The only mm-hmm. thing that is a bother is my headaches. My headaches yes. don't like the heat. Yeah. And, or the extreme cold. Or, no, yeah, and they don't like temperature changes. Yeah. So now that we've got this, like, week of just, like, you know, the high is, like, 85, it's still summer. Mm-hmm. And we don't have, like, thunderstorms. I'm, like, I'm like good. I can mm-hmm. go out and garden. Because, like, that's what's the thing, is that after my noon daily pages classes, I had this great routine in, in May um, and April is like after my daily pages classes, th- I get so hyped because they're so awesome and there's people, but I am straight introvert. And then I kind of like crash a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so like to keep my momentum going so I don't ruin my entire day and like just nap for like three hours in the middle of the day. What I was doing was going outside and gardening immediately. But going outside and gardening in 95 degree weather at one o'clock in the afternoon is not something that Kristen with headaches is it's just like a it's one of those things that is like a bad idea just like you know drinking an entire bottle of wine by yourself is a bad idea like you can do it like it's just not a good idea you know don't eat six candy bars don't you know don't do things that are like you've had experience with that don't don't do it. Your body's going to say, no, thank you. Yeah. And we've, I've said this on the, on the podcast before to quote my mother, your body always wins. It's her favorite. It's her favorite thing to say because we always think we can push and be productive and we know how we were yesterday, but there's a different set of circumstances yesterday. And if you don't listen to what your body needs from you, it's going to win. It's so funny is that like Jeff is now learning this too as he's becoming like an adult. He's finally yeah. saying these things to me. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm so old." Like he <laughs> he tried to mow the entire lawn on a hot day and then he was like, "Oh god, I feel yeah. awful." And I'm like, "Yeah. Yeah, like this, <laughs> this is how it works." He's like he hurt his his neck because he brought too many bags of manure from the car to the backyard and he didn't carry them correctly. And it's like, yeah, right. This is, this is who we are now. We're not, you know, 20 year old kids who can just do whatever the F we want. Cause we don't even like, yep. we don't. And you know what? It's not even that our bodies aren't doing the same things that our bodies are now. And like, yes, our bodies are different now, but also our brains are, just aren't telling us the things back then that they're telling us now. Mm-hmm. We're just not listening to ourselves. We're not in tune with the way that we're in tune with our bodies now. Right. And our bodies just kind of get a little bit louder. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, this makes me think of when we talked about a while back about having white space in your planner or white space in your schedule. And I feel like a big part of adulting is because of that. Like one big task right. will need the recoup time or right. one big celebration will need the recoup time that you never needed before. It's like um, so if you play any video game at all, even if you play like the the like the ones on your phone – you get like a certain amount of time before you can like use another life or whatever. <laughs> like that's the same yep. thing. Like if you know, the special ability or whatever it is like, Oh no, you need to wait another 10 seconds or you need to wait another 30 minutes. Right. Like you need to wait another 30 minutes before you <laughs> go and grab another bag of manure or you, you stand at your desk for another hour and a half. Like you need to, and it's not like you have to do nothing. You just have to do something using different parts of your body. Yeah. And that's frustrating, man. That is very frustrating when you and just want to, like, get something done. And your body's yeah. like, uh, maybe not. Maybe we'll do something else now. And you're and like, it takes no. So much, I, I feel like it takes this. so much. Yeah. And it takes so much learning and pain before you realize <laughs> what, so it, what it's. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, what if I just did it wrong and I was bad? And if I just do it right and good this time, I'll do it. Then, you know, that that will be correct. And then, no, it's just that you need rest. It's not that you did it wrong. Well, I mean, you did kind of do it wrong, but not wrong in the way you thought you did it wrong. Okay. We got off on a Love fun it. tangent there. <laughs> yeah. So, Today we're going to be talking about something really cool. I think something that we've been talking about a lot lately. Uh, I heard it a lot from a lot of the Awesome Ladies members. I've had a couple of one-on-one -on -one conversations. A lot of us have been having trouble taking photos right now because we are living in weird times, weird, strange times. And one, we don't know what to take photos of. Two... Life is weird, so you don't just pick up your camera and start taking photos of weird times. So I thought today we would talk about different things that you can do during hard times. And not just COVID, not just quarantine, not just specifically right now, but a bunch of different things that you can do anytime you're having a hard time. Whether it's a quick hard time or an extended hard time, but just literal actual tangible things that you can do ways that you can get photography back into your life during hard times especially right now so i'm really excited for this because i love it we'll go off on lots of tangents too during each one yeah. of these and i love how you originally pitched it as like photos during quarantine but then I love that you reframed it as to just like during hard times. Like that could be winter for us. Winter's always hard with the light and yeah. just in general, like lack of activities to do, right? So winter, quarantine, you're like, if you're depressed or if you're sad or you're in pain or you're going through a breakup or mourning, like that tends to be a hard space too. Or like, even if you just feel blocked, like for whatever reason, like we've talked about, uh, why can't I think of, like, the phrase for it? Blocked. Like, creative anyway. block? Creative block. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Th that was our episode. Creative block. But, yeah. But I feel like all that can be hard times. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. When I came up with my list, I started looking at everything on the list. And I was like, well, you can do all of these things. You know, none of these things are totally specific to, you know, coronavirus. Right. You can do any of these things, like, if you are stuck at home for another reason. Say you lost your job. Yeah. Say you broke your leg and now you are stuck on the couch. Maybe you are just, like like you were saying, like, actually just depressed. Because if you are going through depression, it is so hard to get motivated to do the things you love. Yeah. And having a list of ways to do the thing that you love makes it so much easier to get back into doing the thing that you love. Yeah. And I think it's also worth mentioning too that like I've been in seasons of pain where like literally I wanted to do no creative work and like I had to honor that. And that's what I think we've called in the past like our dormancy period. Like you do have to, if you don't want to do anything, like you don't have to force yourself to. But then there's been times of pain 
that I was called to make. Yes. So that's interesting too. Is like if you're called to make, this is kind of where this episode is because then we're we're helping you kind of figure out what to do to take photos. Absolutely. And this is not supposed to be like, oh, yes, everyone should be taking photos right now because you need to be doing this no matter what your life looks like. I mean, I'm always the person that's like, no matter what your life looks like, you should be telling your story. That doesn't mean you need to be telling every single story, every single moment of your life all the time, no matter what. If you need a break right now, take a break. Like, there's a lot going on. Life is hard. You don't need to be taking photos if you don't want to be taking photos. That being said, I know a lot of us want to be telling stories right now. We just don't know how. Yeah. And so it's really easy to take pictures. It's really easy to do that. And, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. So if you can't write the thousand words, just take a picture. So the first thing that I thought of was make a list. Make a list of the pictures you want to take. And just brainstorm it out. You can... Do good old-fashioned, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lists. Um, you can do a mind map type list. Like, I want to make, you know, I want to take photos inside the house. What kind of f- photos do I want to take inside the house? I want to take photos outside. What kind of photos do I want to take outside? On my list of photos that I would like to take, because I've been doing a really good job of taking, like, my Thursday three. Mm-hmm. But I haven't done, like, a lot of coronavirus specific photos that I would like to take. It's, it's, it's hard to take photos when you're out because going out is, it's a little bit more involved now. You've got a mask on. Sometimes you have gloves on. You want to touch the door. Do you want to hold your phone? Exactly. You want to kind of get in and out of places as quickly as possible You don't want to necessarily stand in a place and, like, take up space if you're supposed to be six feet from any other person. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, taking photos is... I don't want to use the word selfish because that's not... I've felt selfish before in taking photos because you are taking up space because you are saying the most important thing right now is for me to get this image and i know that we've you know sometimes we look at other people like taking photos taking selfies and say oh like that's self-centered that can get heightened in this time when we're supposed to be feeling more empathy toward the collective. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I, I feel like it takes up time to take a photo. And like you said, space just to set yourself and take something you want to take, even if that taking up of time is a few seconds. Correct. But but when people are, only a limited amount of people are supposed to be in a space and like, you know, so, and you're supposed to be courteous, like you said. To- Which is why having a list is really good. If you're like, oh yeah, I'm mm. going to the farmer's market. I know that I want to take a picture of the little feet on the ground. Then you're like, okay, cool. I know that I just have to do this as soon as I get to the farmer's market. I'm going to take my picture. It's going to take five seconds. And you know what? Five seconds out of everyone's life for me to get this one picture because this is what I want to document. I'm perfectly fine with that. You are allowed to be selfish for five seconds to get your photo. No problem. It would be a problem if you were selfish for five minutes while you took your phone out of your bag, you took your gloves off, you, you know, waited to get the exact right shot, then you put your phone away, then you put more gloves on. Like, that is selfishness. That is, you know, really taking the time to not think of everyone else and to think of yourself before you think of the collective. But if you're going to make a list because you really want to get that picture at the farmer's market or at the, the, you know, wherever it is that is like special to you right now to get the, the picture of what your life looks like, even if it is around other people, figure out the best way to do it. And that's good because it is important. It's, it's important to the collective that you are also documenting these moments. Because if nobody takes pictures at the farmer's market, 
and the cool things that everyone's doing, then the farmer's market's not going to get documented this year. And it's important that we tell the stories of our lives and the way things are changing. And there are ways to do that that, you know, might inconvenience people minorly for a few seconds, but no more than if somebody couldn't decide whether they really wanted that cucumber or not. Like, living in a world with other people, you're always going to, like, be inconvenienced by somebody for a couple of seconds. Yeah. It's okay if you want to take some pictures. And figuring out which pictures you want to take in advance yeah. is really going to be able to help you get over the the notion that you are like in the way. Yeah. And I think too, like what you're saying about make a list. So you kind of have like a shot list to like work off of. I love that idea. And then I think to get into a practice of like, okay, let's say your shot list is I'm going to take a picture of my favorite produce, the peaches, right? So you're going to take a head like, and then limit your shot list to three shots per thing. So like, it's like, I'm going to take a head on, I'm going to take an overhead, I'm going to take um, a zoom in. Like, like, and as long as you know you have those three, you can work with those three. I think sometimes the dilemma we get into of like taking up space and taking up time with photos and then us feeling self-conscious that we're doing that is that we're trying to get the perfect photo and we know that there is no such thing. Like if we get, if we're satisfied with any three we take and feel confident that we could do something with any of those three, then we're easy to move on. Like I feel like some people just go, oh no, like they're too judgy during the process of photography. Yeah, and there's not going to be any, there's no perfection right now. Like, and that's the other thing I think we have to be very aware of. And and now and during any hard time is, that's part of your thousand words, is the non-perfection of your photograph. Yeah, and I also think that part of the problem, like, because if someone is presenting you with, the, the issue or the question of how do I take photos during this hard time or what should I take? Like you could, like it is with a phone, you could take photos of anything at any time. Like it is so easy to take a photo. So when you feel like you don't know what to take or you feel like you're having a problem of like, I have nothing for my projects. I think the like part of the problem that's mixed in with that is your judgment on what you're taking. Because you can't say you can't take a photo. Is like there's no such thing anymore. Like you could take a photo, but then if the photo is quote unquote not good, is that what you're saying? I have nothing good to take. You know what I mean? Like so, I feel like the reframing kind of has to be. There's no perfection, like you're saying. And even if, like, I've done many a time, like, taken a photo that I'm like, eh, but then been motivated to play around with the infinite amount of apps that make it eh into something magical. Like, add a star sticker with a design kit. Like, yeah, like, or, like, doodle with a brush, you know. So I always feel like part of it is anything you, like, starting to reframe our brain is to almost any photo we take could tell our story, even if it's not good, because we can play with it. And you can print it out and scrapbook it, and part of that is like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't want to take more than three seconds at the farmer's market, so all we get is a blurry picture at the farmer's market, and that's life right now. Right, it informs the story, and then it's the perfect photo for the story. Exactly. Yeah. And that's... That I mean, that literally is life right now. And the same thing yeah. is, like, if you are depressed or, like, I'm going to parallel this, like, very much. Right now, my headaches are pretty, pretty good. My headaches are pretty under control. I have a really great doctor, um, and I have for a couple of years now. But a while ago, my headaches were awful. I would spend, you know many days just on the couch in pain all the time. And it was really hard for me to take photographs, especially like of myself or of, you know, I mean, it was hard to get off the couch. It was hard to like, honestly, you know, look at things sometimes. Mm -hmm. So to look at things through a screen and through a lens was very difficult. But I pushed myself to take photos, even if they were, crap photos and say like well you know 
this is a crap photo because I was in pain for 12 hours today. And that's the story. Mm -hmm. Like, the story is this image is kind of weird because I was feeling kind of weird. Yeah. And that is... It's more... It's worth more. Like, a a weird photo... Because... A, a, Photos aren't bad. Mm-hmm. Like, the only time a photo is bad is when somebody puts their finger in front of the lens and the only thing you have is a <laughs> finger. Like, that's a, that is a bad photo. Right. Like, that, that, the only story that tells is, oops, I put my finger in front of the lens. Yeah. And that's, that's not the story you're trying to tell. Right. But, like, you know, there are no photos that are bad. Yeah. And if you want to try to... Like, if you're trying to tell a specific story and you would like to get better at the skill of photography, there are ways to do that. But that's not, like, that's something a little bit different than Mm -hmm. just wanting to take pictures so that you can tell stories during hard times. Because if you are struggling just with taking pictures, you don't need to worry about how good your pictures are mm-hmm. you just and need I to always, start taking pictures right because i feel like for in my personal experience for every 20 pictures i take i'm gonna get one that i find is decent and sometimes i look at those 20 and don't see it right away until i revisit the bunch like sometimes eyes that aren't so fresh on what i'm taking see the magic in it a little more like so the moral of that story is just keep taking and like then review your camera roll at a later time like yes, your, absolutely. Your new eyes might notice that you like something better than you did when you took it. Yeah, and you don't even need to worry that much about whether or not it's a good photo in the moment. Right. And just take photos because the only thing that matters is that you took the picture. Right. And then later on you can go back and say, okay, I like this picture because, or I like don't like this picture because, and next time I want to do better. Yeah. And there are so many other ways that you can, like, if you're struggling, you can schedule time to take photos. And you say, like, you know what? On Thursdays, I'm going to take a picture of myself. That's literally, I mean, literally, I, I created Thursday 3 because I was struggling with taking, I was struggling with having enough pictures of myself. And because I didn't have enough pictures of myself, I had to, t- to take more pictures of myself. And so I literally scheduled a time on my planner every single Thursday to take a picture of myself. Mm-hmm. I was, it was my last semester of college. I had time between one class and another class. And I found a different spot on campus every week to take a picture. If you want more pictures of something specific, like if you want more pictures of yourself if you want more pictures of maybe you're growing something this year schedule a time to take a picture like literally put an alarm on your phone every tuesday at noon you're going to take a picture of your kitchen maybe you're putting you know you have new construction going on in your house maybe you are growing a garden maybe you are uh making a blanket yeah schedule time And that will help you make it into a routine. See, I like that. See, when I was thinking about this topic for today, like that's what I was kind of coming up with. I was like, how can we use tricks and reframing our brain to to do something that would just make a photograph happen? So like I love that what you just said is like make a time every day that you just look up from whatever you're doing and then assess what's around that you could take a photo of. So that would be like time kind of driven. And then I thought like whenever I was, I have a few lists of my lists here. Like one thing that always works for me, especially when I'm doing like memory keeping in my passion planner and I look through the week and I go, what photos do I want to use? I always think like, like what is my muse? Like my muse 
for things is like my little family, like Tom and my two cats and me. If I have any photos of that, that's usually what I'm picking. So I always say like, what are you most, like, what are you obsessed with in your life? Like you're obviously going to be taking pictures of that anyway. And then that could be your go-to thing that you always pull from. Yes. So like, so now we have like a time that you could always look up and take a picture. Like what is your muse? Like what are you obsessed with that you could just fill in the blank for a photo? I came up with like progress stuff. Like what are, like what's a goal you're working toward or something that you can document every day to show progress in something? Like for me, it's been the, the health journey I've been on. So I know that every week or something I'm going to take like something that has to do with that and then I could show progress over time so like that's one I thought of um like themed stuff so like your theme could be a cut like color Tracy Clark which I did picture home with like her theme for a while that month was home like things in your home and she would do prompts or like now she's doing picture color I think it is it's like six weeks where like I'm not doing that one but I'm assuming like color you search her color so if you pu- if you pair that with time, it could be like when you look up, where's that color that you see? Yeah, I think prompts then, in general are a great yeah. idea because yeah. one of the things that really wears us down in hard times is decision fatigue. Mm-hmm. And if we don't need to decide what to take a picture of and someone is just like, oh, go take a picture of a tree. And you're like, oh, yeah, tree right over there. Cool. Go take a picture. Fantastic. Awesome. Done. (laughs) Yeah. It makes it so much easier when someone else just tells us what to do. And it's not like we're being deprived of creativity. And it's like, oh, yeah, go take a picture of a tree. And it's like, oh, okay, there's like 30 trees over here. And I can take it in black and white. I can be standing. I can take it horizontally or vertically. There's a million apps I could like. Or I could just, like, go to the tree and press the button. Yeah. Like, there's so many ways for us to, like, use things like prompts to to put ourselves in a box. But then we are, like, obviously crafty-ass females who can just go outside the box in whatever way we want. Yeah. And there's so many ways, like, there's so many different places that you can get prompts from. You can use... There, anytime you get like a scrapbooking prompt, any story related prompt, any, any of those things at all, they don't even have to be photo prompts. You can almost always translate them to photography. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to just find that whole, like, even like 30 days of lists prompts, you can almost always do with pictures too. Yeah. And if you don't like a prompt, just skip it. Go to the next one. Do whatever you want. It's it's so easy to make things work for you. All you have to do is just say this is this is not working for me and I'm going to twist it this way to make it work for me or also you can just skip things that don't work for you. You yeah. are not like ever beholden to doing things exactly as they are on like any prompt or any page or any like no one's going to come after you and say like oh no you know it's the prompt police and we're here to put you in prompt purgatory yeah it's are really good alliterations um <laughs> another one that i came up with is like taking photos of like just boring stuff is very cool like those are some of my favorite photos on instagram from like my people I'm like, oh, yeah, I love that mug that you have. Even though I I hate coffee, I don't drink tea, but, like, if someone else has a cool mug that they're drinking their coffee out of, like, I love that picture. And the stuff that I love scrapbooking is just, like, sometimes it's just, like, the stupidest pictures. Like, oh, yeah, there's a bottle of aloe vera, and I can tell the story of how, like, I'm constantly, like, I'm... (sighs) I will get sunburnt in, like, just the tiniest, stupidest spots because I'll just miss, like, suntan lotion. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, let's let's just take pictures of, like, random, stupid nonsense. Like, honestly, wherever you are right now, I bet you you can turn and take a picture of something really dumb and have a hilarious or Seemingly dumb. Like, oh, yes, just, like, something that's, like... 
that if some some other person walked into the room, they would never think to take a picture of that thing. Whether well, right, it's like they don't know what it means. There's to the you. I, I'm looking into the the Zoom camera right now or the Zoom video, <laughs> and I see my bottle of aloe vera in the background, <laughs> and I was thinking of like because oh, I put on I put on a sports bra, and then I put on a tank top, and then I I missed like you know the the. It's like I don't even know what shape it is. It's like you know the um, the middle section of the Venn diagram shape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, so like you can take pictures of like. I mean, it's not nonsense, but you guys know what I mean when I say nonsense. Like, it's just funny. When, it's funny that you brought up aloe vera because just little side. Usually, you are the side note story person, but here's mine. I purged this past week, and I had a bottle of aloe vera that I held in my hand and did. What's her name? What's the tidy up lady? Um, Marie Kondo. Did my little Marie Kondo looking at that bottle, going, "Am I gonna throw it out? Or am I gonna keep it? I know you're old, but I don't know." So, and I ended up keeping it. Got sunburned out my butt on Wednesday and was like, thank you. Thank you, Marie Kondo. It was so happy. You are happy. definitely giving it. me joy. <laughs> and I, I was struck 30 seconds with that bottle. Me looking at it, it looking at me, us staring at each other down. And I saved it and I was so happy I did. But like, that would be my story for that bottle. So oh in my scrapbooking, God. some of my favorite images, like I've talked about this before, the one where I've held my hair tie up yes. and seen the hair stuck because the story is, why does this always happen? You know, kind of thing. Recently, I took my collection of like seven water bottles next to my bed. Right. And I'm like, why am I like this? Why is this my life? Like, what is my problem? I can't throw one out. So like, I just love that idea too. That was one of my most... Uh... <laughs> well-engaged Instagram stories in the past month was when I posted, like, I had, I had, like, eight of, it's, it's these blue water cups in front of my television tables, and I'm like, uh, I definitely brought all of these blue water cups into the kitchen at noon today, and somehow they all wound up back here at eight o'clock tonight, and so many people were like, this is my life. Yeah, like how, like anything that you could walk around your house and go like, why am I like this? And that answers that question is such a good themed photo journey to go on. Like, yeah, no, if Honestly, guys, here, this is a prompt. If you have eight water bottles or six <laughs> cups somewhere, that's your picture. Take that picture. Yep. Um, I love it. Also, speaking of that, like... I, like, we always talk about what's the story, let that guide your memory keeping, and then that's how you pull the supplies. Sometimes when you can't get the photograph, I find doing the opposite is true. Like, look at your supplies and what's going to spark, like, what could what photo could you pair with that car? Oh, I do that all that the time. That would make sense. Yeah. Like, I if you can't think of so the photo. I think people are like, <laughs> what in God's name are you doing? With daily pages, sometimes I have, because with, da- with daily pages... It is so much about, like, practicing scrapbooking. And, like, I was doing mm-hmm. my Getting Started with Daily Pages webinar. I did it twice this weekend, this past weekend. Um, and it's it's awesome. It's, it's so great. But, like, one of the ways that I was talking about doing Daily Pages is I have, I mean, just stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of photos that I've printed – that I didn't scrapbook. Mm-hmm. Whether it was like I had five photos from a, a, a thing and I only used four photos. Or, you know, I got doubles printed from Target or Walgreens because they were one cent more. Or they just came mm-hmm. with a thing. Or, you know, for whatever reason, I have tons of random photos. And with daily pages, so much of daily pages is about just practicing scrapbooking. Because with scrapbooking, like, it's not like, you know, watercolor or crochet or a lot of the other hobbies where you can just, like, practice. There's, like, things that you can do to practice. With scrapbooking, like, you're either scrapbooking or you're not, like, it. you're either, like, yeah, there. but with daily pages, it's like you have a little book and you're making stuff in your little book. Like, it's not really for other people. Right. And so... Like, a lot of my daily pages have no photo at all. Sometimes I'm just playing around with patterned paper. Sometimes I'm just playing around with washi tape. 
But like a lot of times, I will start playing around with patterned paper, and then I'll be like, oh, you know what? I bet it would look really good if a photo went here. And so then I'll just grab my stack of photos and I'll be like, oh, does this look good? This one. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, this looks really good here. Yeah. And then it looks really good. Yeah. And then sometimes that's how the story gets told. Then I can add some journaling if I want to. Otherwise, but I, you know, I'm, I mean the exact same way. I don't, I'm, I don't feel the need to go of start like, okay, here's my photo. Then I'm going to pull my supplies. Then I'm going to put the photo on the supplies and then I'm going to journal and then I'm going to be done. Yeah. Sometimes my brain works completely backwards. Right. And like we all have products in our stash, but like there's so many good digital shops now. Like Kathy Zielski just opened one. I checked it out. She has this digital template of like the upside and downside of being whatever age. So like, I love that because then you know that's where you're going to insert photo to. So then you know you need a photo of just like you at that any point of that age. Like, so it's like digital shops. You can kind of shop without buying and then know you're going to get something because you're going to take the photo to like match it. Like uh, Push Print Studio we had on. I've been, I love her stuff. And like, I've, I'm, been resonating with a lot of her summer theme stuff and like one of them said like let's go to the beach like and it was this cute little card I'm like if I bought that card for like what a dollar then I would know I'm gonna pair it with a photo like I'm gonna go to the beach and I'm gonna make sure I get a a photo that'll pair with that card like I just feel like you could shop and prompt yourself through these digital shops like yay day too like just saying stuff so i can link to them oh my god the yay day stuff with the with the fruits this month I obsessed it's so good and then if you like something on that site you know you can buy it and match a photo to what you buy so like i like the reversal if you're having trouble with photos i like your idea of like having a photo box that you could always pull if you needed one like a reserve yes and good like it's a great way to just kind of um when i'm feeling stuck creatively whether it's scrapbooking whether it's cooking whether it's anything even writing i would do this a lot in college with writing i reverse engineer things mm-hmm. i'm like this way isn't working i know this process isn't working but i know the process so let me go over here and just do this part first Mm -hmm. and then i will you know work my way back Mm -hmm. and with like scrapbooking specifically there are a lot of fun things that you can do that are part of scrapbooking that will like get your creativity back like you can make your own embellishments Mm -hmm. if you're feeling like you just want to play with paper yeah if you're feeling like you want to tell stories but you don't want to play with paper at all like maybe you are in the middle of moving and all your stuff's in storage yeah then you get to take pictures and you can do like cool digital storytelling on i mean there's the project life app there is i do so much storytelling i I don't love journaling there's a couple reasons why it's i'm fine with my handwriting But the thing is, is that I don't love writing more than a paragraph on my page Mm -hmm. because I generally don't find that my, the way that my handwriting looks jives with the way that my style on the page is. Okay. And that's just... It, it It is what it is. I don't think my handwriting in long form is part of my style. Right. And I, and also though, I'm going to challenge you a little bit because to you, that's what you're defining journaling as. Correct. I think if you, right. I think if you really wanted to open up that part of your memory keeping and your creativity, you can challenge what the, what the definition of journaling is. Like, Absolutely. For example, 
I have to bring this up because I just was in Target last week on my teacher summer, you know, cruising through Target with literally nothing else on my agenda. Love it. And I come across BJ Novak's picture book, The Book with No Pictures. Have you ever heard of that book? And what I love about it is it's stark white. It's like simple black text, but it works as a picture. Like it, it looks and feels like a picture book, but it has no pictures. And he talks about how, and the whole book is about how anything you write, I was thinking of how I could use it in the classroom, like to teach kids that words matter and that like, cause the whole book is him going, oh, you know, whatever, when you write a book, anything you write down, the reader has to say, blurt, see, you said it. Like, and he just, he, it's basically the book journaling, but acting like a picture book. And I say that in terms of this, episode because this this episode is taking photos during hard times but sometimes photos don't have to be so obvious like Ali Edwards on you know to connect BJ Novak's book with what she's doing they've been doing the uh, the positivity positivity passport passport obsessed with a challenge and the place where the photo would go she's just her writing it's it's amazing rush and but that's her photo I know it's incredible so the journaling can be that which is a stand-in for your photo which acts as the photo and it's still like imagery (laughs) right that's what i mean so like the same way that bj novak's book is is a picture book Mm -hmm. but it's no pictures is how ali edwards photo positivity passport has no photo is the same way that journaling can kind of act as the photo absolutely and like i mean my favorite supply is probably alphabet stickers. Mm-hmm. I love list journaling. I, I love including my handwriting, but it's not in, like, paragraph prose form. Yes, right. That's and, not your style, right? Right, and that's one of the things that I, I love talking about in the Awesome Ladies Project is that journaling can be whatever you want it to be. Don't, mm-hmm. when I say the word journaling, don't automatically assume that it has to be, you know, big handwritten or even typed journaling. And the, the reason right. I don't like to include typed journaling is because when I sit down to make a page, I really, really, really like doing a page in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And I don't love flipping back and forth between the computer and one scrapbook page. If I'm going to do like kind of hybrid stuff, I like like printing out the journaling cards and then bringing it to the computer, mm-hmm. then bringing it to the desk. And so I've never been a huge fan of, like, typing up my journaling and then printing it out. The one thing I do like that's that's kind of a little bit of a hybrid mix is um, printing out some of my Instagram stories that I've journaled mm-hmm. on, which is really fun. Yep. And it's like, that's an easy way to add a ton of text. Yep. Um, I mean, and you're, this doesn't even have to be Instagram stories. You can, like, take your photo, open up an app that has, you know, text on it and just do it that way. Like, there's... You did a project a while ago where you like um, you big stamped like a word on every page that matched something. What was that project about? It was like a. I remember like each like I I felt like your journaling was that one word stamped every day. It wasn't one word every day. It was like a different word every day, but it was like big bold words on every page that matched the photo or. I can't think of what it was. Was it your Game of Thrones? No. That wasn't stamping. That was hand-cutting letters. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Or, no, it was stamped. I think it had to do with either food. See, now I want to go back in your feed. But I felt like like you're really good at one bold, one-word journaling. Well, See, so that's the kind of thing that I absolutely love is, yeah. you know, And that's why I love taking pictures is because if you, you know, if your picture is a thousand words and you have one journaling focus word, you can really have your, your audience like start the story in a very specific place Mm -hmm. and it really guides them. And, and it's, it's something that I, that's, that's, that is my style. Mm -hmm. And I love the big, bold black, like whether it's stamping, whether it's, like a sharpie whether it's um going over my pen like a bunch of different times in like messing up my journaling this is actually something we're going to talk about in uh in the book club with uh with lisa congan's find your artistic voice 
it's it's something that she brings up in the first chapter and i specifically remember thinking that oh yeah this is i have to talk about how i mess up my my letters sometimes by going over them too many times with my with my journaling pen <laughs> um, but when it comes to taking photos i do i really like pairing it with a, a big bold like single word or a couple of words with letter stickers or stamps that's 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 how i like to to tell my stories um but there are a couple of other really 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 great ways that you can take photos and get into photography if you're having a hard time one of the things that you mentioned before i think is a really really great idea and just like repeating the same the same photo mm -hmm. over and over and over again whether you're trying to find progress in something find growth in something mm -hmm. or you can use that in that same way to to keep a constant like the photo of the thing that you are taking is the constant and everything else around it is changing mm -hmm. which is really fun like you can take a picture of like your front door and then have like the seasons change or maybe you change like you uh put a wreath on the door or you change the decor or like the trees change you can just like ask other people to take pictures for you or of you or you can just like i don't want to you don't steal other photos you take them from places with you know creative commons licenses um unsplash is a great place to take photos from like if you want photos of things that are going on right now whether it is social justice protests whether it is covid stuff whether it is I'm, the un has a really great uh like profile on Unsplash and they have amazing images. So like if you are having a really hard time taking photos right now, just use other people's pictures. Like there's nothing yeah. wrong. One of my absolute favorite scrapbooks of all time. I mean, I've literally been scrapbooking for 20 years of my life. One of my favorite scrapbooks has none of my own pictures in it. Where'd you get the pictures from? The news. My favorite scrapbook know. is a scrapbook of the Beijing Olympics. And so every single day I would just go on like Google and get the pictures from the news outlets. And like, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not making any money off of this scrapbook. I'm not, you know, teaching this. Like if I were, t if I were teaching a class, or making money off of it in some way, or using it for my business, then I would not take non-Creative Commons photos for any, from anyone. But, like, I went to NBC, and I took their Olympics photos, and I put them all in my scrapbook the same way that I would... I think I actually got newspapers. And I put, like, pictures from the newspapers. And this was, like, the Michael Phelps Olympics. This was... And every single day, I just, like, picked out my favorite events and made a page. Yeah. And so, like, if you also, like, if you broke your phone and you can't get it fixed right now because, yeah, you know, the stores aren't open or whatever reason, use other people's photos. There's, yeah. there's no shame in using other people's photos. So many scrapbooks from 100 years ago, from 50 years ago, from, uh, use stuff from the newspapers. Yeah. So go on the internet, print stuff out. It's the same thing. Yeah. I feel like even to, like, you could actually use photos. I mean, it's your scrapbook. You're not selling your scrapbook like right. a time. But also to copycat. So if you see a photo in the style you like, like, try to emulate yes. it in your own life. So you can also copycat it. I've, in the past, like, if you want to take it, it's another step further. You could always use someone's photos, and that's fine. But I've been known... I actually did. I I actually did um, a week in the life kind of project where I used my own photos, printed them out on shitty paper, then got carbon paper and traced the photo, so that I then like made my own coloring book of my own photo and then colored the col the outlined photo. Like that's that. so much so, fun. Yeah, like if you want to spend that time, because that time at that time I did, or like if you if you're just on Pinterest and you like, because I love that like graphic-y, 
type of illustration, but I can't do it. So my way to copycat it would be to print images that inspired me and then do that car that carbon paper. The carbon paper at like Staples is really easy, but like carbon paper is kind of the secret weapon for like art I want to make. That's a I would really never good sell. idea. Yeah. Um, have you ever, it just takes time. Have you used the, I think it's the, the graphic novel filter on Instagram? No, but it makes you look cartoony. It makes, it's not even one for your face. It's just, it'll do the whole photograph and it makes it look like yeah. a, a, you know, a graphic novel. A drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's like it, that if that's your style if you and you, and you know that's another thing is like if you are having it, if you want more selfies of you if you want more things like even I really like the graphic novel one for when my like house is a disaster but I really <laughs> want to take a picture of like right my my house being a disaster like I just I I want pictures and it's like oh it looks so much cooler when like. Somebody drew my house a mess. And it's not just like me leaving crap <laughs> right, everywhere. Right, right, um, So, like, that's that's fun. And, like, you can do that. And, like, honestly, if you don't want to, like, put that out there for everyone, I'm trying to like, think of how to, how to phrase that. You can do a couple different things. One, you can, if you really want to, you can make a private Instagram account and put all those things up there. But you can also hide your story from everyone. Right. So, like, you can just, like, and but also make sure to save, uh, like, save the Instagram stories to your camera roll. But then I, I'm, you can also just screenshot them. But, like, there's there's so many different ways you can do this. There's a million different ways. What I love about what you just said is, like, you, ta- you talked about that, you described it, and then you go, you went, and that's fun. Like, I, I think we forget. Like, well, how can we make all of this more fun? Like, a lot of times when I introduce this, my students to new things, I put in big letters, like, on the board, F-U-N. I say, what does that say? Like, I have to remind them not to get so serious and remind them not to get so competitive and remind them that, like, you're in school, but it's okay. Like, and I love that. Like, this is just really the, we forget that. Right, and, and, I mean, I have, I still have, like, a ton more things to, to suggest. And if these things don't feel fun to you, just do a different one. Yeah. And, like, yes, Having a hobby is work. Having a hobby is, you know, you're going to have to put the work in. Yeah. But it's the work of taking pictures, putting stickers on paper, right. doing all this <laughs> stuff. And, like, that's what we're here for. Right. And it is essential, but it's not essential. Right. Yeah. And if, like, <laughs> if you are actually feeling burnout, then, like, take a break. Yeah. Oh, my God. Every single time we say words i just hear the lyrics in from hamilton in my head okay so <laughs> we'll talk about that in after chatter because i just saw it i know i'm so excited i'm like very <laughs> excited um like super excited and now i can't stop singing like take a break in my head so the <laughs> other thing that you can do is like join a photo club or a community there is um there's so many of them whether they're on, like, Instagram, like, a challenge thing. There is a, a Northern Michigan one that I follow. I have to give Amanda the the URL. I think it's called yeah. Our Photo Club. But, like, yeah. there's so many just, like, people on Instagram. Like, uh, we had Tracy on, and Amanda did her picture home class. That is a photo club or a community. Like, sometimes they're pop-ups. Sometimes they're forever. And it doesn't have to be this serious thing. And it doesn't have to be, like, people who have, like, DSLRs only. Right. It, like, we do pictures of the awesome ladies, too. Like, come join us. We're a community of people who take pictures. You can find a photo challenge. Picture Home was a photo challenge. Thursday 3 is a photo challenge. If you are a person who does really good with challenges, I'm a person who does really good, like, with challenges like i mm-hmm. i was a person who did really good with tests in school like that's yeah. i'm a person who does good with accountability if that's that's what you do then you know i mean don't sign up for 15 challenges or you know eight like yeah start with one yeah and then if you want another one then then get another one but like i think challenges are a really great way to it's the same thing as like you know set set, schedule a time set a timer Mm -hmm. but if you have a challenge then there's usually other people who are helping keep you accountable yeah which is something that really helps me yeah and then you get to see how other people are interpreting the challenge 
And then you're like, it's the same thing of like, oh, yeah, there's that tree out there. And then you're like, oh, somebody climbed all the way up into the tree to take a picture. That's amazing. Definitely yeah. not going to do that. But that's really cool. Yeah. Um, change cameras. Yeah. You can take out the big girl camera. Or Polaroid. Oh, yeah. The Instax. Oh, my God. You could do any of that. Ugh. Right. When you said when you said photography meetup, do you ever see Yes Man with Zoe Deschanel and she does that the club where they run and take pictures? Oh no! Yeah. Uh, they, in the Zoe Deschanel does like a meetup where they go on a jog in the morning and they bring a camera. So as they're jogging, you see them go, but like this whole thing's making me think of that. Like you could be the person that initiates that. And I think they had Polaroids, but I don't remember. Oh but God, something a, like that. A photo yeah. scavenger hunt would be really fun. Yeah, like, it was hilarious. Um, but change the camera, yes. Change the so settings. iPhone, DSLR, yeah. Like, if you usually shoot just, you know, if you take, like, on your iPhone, your iPhone has so many different settings, start taking square photos. Like, see what it looks like when you only shoot in square. Mm, interesting. Or just use portrait mode exclusively for two days. Guys, like, just, oh my god, portrait mode photos are just so sexy. Like, I took, um, you guys know that I don't drink because of my headaches and then also because of my headache medicine. So I literally cannot have any alcohol, period. That being said, I buy so much Tito's vodka because... (laughs) My favorite! uh, It's the best vodka. (laughs) It is, it is the best vodka. (laughs) Tito's, we're doing an endorsement. Yeah, Tito's, come sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. We'll tell you, like, I will go all over the world and talk about how insanely good Tito's vodka is from San Antonio, Texas. Mm. I use Tito's to make things that I can then put into food. So I've used Tito's to make vanilla extract. Interesting. There was a shortage on vanilla beans a few years ago. So, um, vanilla extract and vanilla paste and vanilla beans got insanely expensive. Mm. So I bought two, uh, seven fifties of Tito's and made my own vanilla extract. Amanda, it is so good. (laughs) And like, it's, if you do it, it's so much cheaper than buying like tiny little bottles. And I mean, all you have to do is get good vanilla beans, slice them. Put them in the Tito's for six months. And you then have... So like, as long as you don't need vanilla extract right away. Correct. <laughs> this is a good thing. Oh, yeah. And then it. also habanero vodka. So I I love habaneros. I love them, love them, love them. But I cannot handle spicy things. It literally makes my lips, like, swell. But I am obsessed with habaneros. I they have the best flavor, and so I extract the habanero flavor by putting them inside the vodka, which then I can put into dishes, and then nice. burn off the alcohol. And then you get like the floral flavors of the habanero, and you can add a little bit or as much of the heat as you want. Oh my god! And then you make Chef Tweedale. <laughs> you can make penne penne a la vodka with habanero vodka. Uh. It's, oh my god! <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. It's not. It hungry. <laughs> um. Yes. No. It's amazing. So yes, Tito's. You can make all sorts of extracts with Tito's. Um. Why did we start talking about that? I have no idea. What was I telling? Settings. Oh. 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 Because I took the sexiest portrait camera pictures of my habanero Tito's vodka. I love it. I. I spent. I spent. I had like a half an hour photo shoot with one <laughs> bottle of Tito's vodka. <laughs> I have been using my portrait mode. I have been pleasantly surprised what works and what I think is going to work and doesn't. Like the portrait mode is is a fun time. Yeah, I'm always like, I'm always like, oh, uh, it works with drinks, or like, oh, it doesn't work in this light. Like, it's so and so. Have fun with it. Like, change the settings, play around, have fun with it. Yeah. Um, get a different perspective. Like, if you are used to standing up and shooting, get on the floor. Shoot. Like, yeah. Or, like, 
do a lot of uh like I love like flat lays and overhead shots. Do that. Yeah. Change your perspective. It I think that comes with copycatting a lot. When you yes. see when you see a perspective someone do it, you can go, I could try that next time. Like that I a lot of my perspective changes has come from seeing someone do it. Yes. I love that. And then wanting to emulate. Act like a reporter. I thought this was a really fun one. If you are having like a difficult time just like deciding what am I gonna take, do who, what, where, when, why, how. Like Yeah. You know, you have a story in your head. Well, like, who? Take a picture of the who. And then what? Take a picture of the what? Take a picture of the where? Take a picture of the why? Take a picture of how? And just, like, ask yourself those questions and then just take the picture. Don't, yeah. you know, don't judge. Don't just just take the picture. And then assess afterwards. Yeah, because then you can use one of the questions to motivate the story. The best one that you liked. Yeah. And then afterwards, like, you go through those pictures and you're like, well, I liked this because, and next time I would do this instead, or I would do more of this or less of this. And that's a really good way to improve your photography is to just start taking photos because of a reason. Mm -hmm. And then later on, you, you know the reason you took the photo, and then you can assess why you took the photo, and then what you would do differently next time not necessarily mm -hmm. better not necessarily you right. know that you didn't do it correctly the first time but just you now have experience doing it this way and what would you do differently next time considering what you wanted right i'm a huge fan of screenshots yeah and it's the same thing, you know, I'm going to say it for the same reasons of, like, if, if you are having trouble taking photos, get somebody else to take your pictures, you know, take somebody else's pictures. Screenshots are primary documents. It's the same thing as, like, ripping out a piece of paper from the newspaper. It's the same thing as, like, you know, picking up a business card or a flyer or something else. You know, take those screenshots, print them out. Those are... Like, when I talk about, you know, the, the basics of scrapbooking, we talk about pictures, paper, and the bits of life. Mm -hmm. Pictures encompass photography and images. Like, pictures mm -hmm. are not just photos. And screenshots are, are pictures. So if you have a cool text message convo, if you have, uh, if you're reading a cool article... If you come across something cool on Instagram, screenshot that. Screenshots are like modern day uh, commonplace books of scraps. I completely of. agree. Yeah. Because it's what you would be getting from the outside world, bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. But now the world is viewed on a screen. So mm -hmm. screenshot. I've been, that makes me think of too, you think you said screenshot from other people. But like I've been known to to get my photography when I haven't taken photos myself by hunting down someone else's pictures that were at the same event. Yes. So I'm like, like, that's also a good strategy is like do a little Facebook hunting and see who other people were around and what they have. Yes. And then you could take from there to document the story. Yes. That's a, that's a great, great, great point. And like another thing that you can do is just like text all your friends and be like, Hey, did you yeah. take pictures? Can we hey, have like a little hunting, right? A, a group google drive or a dropbox share like yeah can we get this stuff together so yeah. like i can have all the pictures that i'm in that you guys took yeah you did that for awesome ladies i did yeah thank you to susan susan made that all happen um and then the other thing like if you are having trouble going through photos we talked about this a little at the beginning with uh with daily pages it's like just go through your old photos one yeah i love that then you can just use them and two you can do copycatting of your own stuff yeah. And you can be like, oh, I really love this photo. Let me try to take more like this. Or I don't mm -hmm. like these photos. I'm not going to try doing those things anymore. Because your style is all about figuring out the things that you like, figuring out the things that you don't like, and doing more of the things that you like. And if you go through the photos that you have, and you're like, oh, I like this one. I like this one. I like this one. So just do more of the things that you like. I love it. This is a very helpful episode for moi. I know. This <laughs> is so good. Yeah. I'm so, so excited. Oh, my God. So there's some... We're going to talk about Hamilton and, and After Chatter. Um, I'm so... <laughs> dude, I'm so excited. I just saw it. So come on, guys. I'm a newbie here. Yeah, Amanda's Amanda's newbieing, and I'm... I'm not cultured. You're, you're, you're very cultured, Amanda. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're more than enough cultured. 
I'm a late bloomer, though. I'm late that's, to things. That's allowed. You're allowed to yeah. be. You're allowed to be late to whatever you'd like. Yeah. To trends, I feel like. That's that's completely allowed. There's there's nothing that's gonna pass you by. All right. I'll Let's tell you about, about all the chatter. I'll tell you about all the cool things that are going on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. There's uh there's nothing. Actually, you know what's really cool? The Babysitters Club. It's so good. Yes, talk about that. Um. Now everybody else is watching it, and I'm like, yeah, I know. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, it is so – it's, like, remarkably good. Oh, they did um, a tiny 15-minute, like, documentary about Claudia Kishi and all of the Asian-American girls. And one guy who, like, really, like I'm, – I, I'm, I don't even know what word I'm looking for – like, really bonded with her growing up. Mm-hmm. And it was the most scrapbooking forward thing, television thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like they had like little paper pieces moving all over the screen and they had all the cutouts of the the book covers, like just dancing across the television. I was like, kind of like stop motion. Yes. And it was so, I was like, this is literally the most scrapbooking forward television documentary i've ever 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 like everyone should watch it because one it's cool and good but two like they literally made like little patterned paper frames and little like embellishments are going all over the screen i'm like this is so cool um so watch the babysitters club so that you can watch the little documentary or just watch the little documentary because it's also cool um and all these awesome asian american women just like being so badass and awesome and doing all these cool art things because they're all claudia's (sighs) (sighs) Yes, so that's my that is my watch recommendation for this week. We're gonna head over to After Chatter. We're gonna talk about Hamilton, and then you guys should also listen to the book called This Week. Find your voice, find your artistic voice by Lisa Congdon. We're gonna be listening. We're going to be talking about Chapter One. What is an artistic voice? Which I'm so excited about. Oh my God, there's just lists. I love lists. Um, a couple other things at the Awesome Ladies project community if you are on the email list you all will get a printout of all of the different ways that we talked about taking photos during hard times today and then also if you are a alp vip collective member you'll get a cool taking photos prompt list because we talked about prompts and how awesome they are so you can find That's out fun more about all that stuff at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftiestfemale and I hope that you guys have an amazing awesome week and take lots of pictures and like tag us because we would love to see all the awesome amazing pictures you take yes alright so let's head over to After Chatter talk about Alexander Hamilton and like Jonathan Groff because like we know that I cannot (laughs) I cannot handle Jonathan Groff like honestly thank god that he is attracted to men because otherwise i might think that i might ever so possibly leave my wonderful partner and just stand outside apartment buildings in new york with signs and boom boxes so i i, I love, love you, jonathan groff thank you i've loved you for decades now and have a wonderful wonderful week guys um and we will we'll talk to you next week and have a very Hamilton rest of your rest of your holiday. Oh, there's just no holidays this week. It's just July. It just it's it's, it's just the holiday of July. Yes. <laughs> For me, yes. Have a wonderful That's holiday of July week, guys. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>